This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 151. Today we are talking about top eight reasons to grow a garden with your kids. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Hello! You guys have got me today. We do have our little scripture segment on the end where we're going to hear a little bit from Lindy Shock from Enoch Studies. But in the meantime, you get to hear from me a little bit today. I'm going to talk a little bit about family gardening, but before we get started on that, I wanted to share a little bit of what has been on my heart lately and to just kind of do a little check-in with you. My whole reason for putting out this podcast every week and week after that and week after that is to bring a little life, (laughs) is to bring a little light into your life. I try super hard to be as authentic as I can. I know that it can be really tricky to have that shine through, but I really, really hope that you you can feel that. And I hope that you feel and know that I am talking to you, 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 who are doing their best to live their best life. And I'm so grateful for you as a listener. The nature of having a podcast is that you get to hear from me every week but I don't get to hear from you. And I would really, really love to hear from you. I really want to hear what episodes have impacted you the most and what speakers have impacted you, like what guests we've had on have impacted you the most. And maybe some things that are going on in your life that maybe you want a topic talked about. You know, I can try to get a guest or cover a topic that maybe you're struggling with. I would just really love to know what is happening with you. And let's just get really personal if if you don't mind. Whatever is the most comfortable way for you to communicate, I would really love to hear from you. That would just mean so much for me. I pray every single day to know what topics or what speakers would be great to have on here. If you have something on your heart that you know that you would like to share with the other people that are listening to this podcast, please contact me about that too. I would really appreciate it and love it so much. So some ways that you can get a hold of me. Easiest way just to say something that you liked about the podcast is probably to do a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. If you're on social media, go to Helping of Happiness across Facebook or Instagram. You can show us that way. Or even if you're on Pinterest, if you're pinning our episodes, then I know that those were popular. If you want to email me at hill at helpingofhappiness.com, that's a great way to find me. Or if you're a personal friend, go ahead and send me a text or talk to me in person. Any of these ways, I really, this would mean so much to me to be able to hear from you and hear what would be important to you because I am trying so hard. And just like writers get writer's block, podcasters get podcasting block. And sometimes it it just is so exhausting to keep trying to run that hamster wheel and figure out what would be the most helpful to you as a listener. I just want it to be the very best for you that we can. So let's go ahead and I'm going to talk to you a little bit, a bit about gardening this week. 
seems like between the pandemic and for us here in Texas with the big snow, emergency preparedness has been on all of our minds a little bit. And being this last year in COVID, we've actually spent more time in nature than ever, which leads me to my very first reason why we like to grow a garden. And I think that growing a garden just brings a lot of peace. Being out there with those plants is so great. I love going to like to the Arboretum or I've been to like Thanksgiving Point in Salt Lake City. Just so gorgeous. Being in those gardens are just amazing. And I know that my little tiny plot of ground and dirt in the backyard with these little tiny vegetable plants is not like the Arboretum by any means. But it is such a peaceful little place. So when we, we have found even that when our kids are acting up or they're just in a really bad mood, if we go send them out to the garden to pick or to pull weeds or something, they almost always come back in in a better mood. So it really is amazing. I don't know what it is about nature that helps us be our better selves, but that would be my number one reason for growing a garden with your kids. So number two is it teaches patience, right? Because you plant those seeds and they are not ready with a ear of corn the first day that you plant it or even the next day. So it's a great way to teach patience. And I really love that about gardening. The third thing is that it's fascinating to see the lifestyle cycle of the plant. We used to live in California before we lived here in Texas and we lived there for seven years and we lived right in the middle of California where everything grows. And I loved driving by those fields and seeing what the strawberry plants look like and seeing what the tomato plants look like. And I just learned so much about what they looked like and what season they were growing in and what they really tasted like when they were fresh off the plant. I mean, there is nothing like a vine-ripe tomato or a vine-ripe strawberry. You just can't get that in the store. So I think that is such a cool thing to teach your kids. One of the actually biggest perks that we have probably gotten from having a garden is that it has helped our picky eaters I've got to tell you this story about my son, Cade. So when he was little, he's my oldest son. So my daughter, Cassidy, is the oldest and Cade's the next oldest of our seven. And when he and Cass were little, they were the biggest snackers. And I learned that if they snacked during the day, they just wouldn't eat their dinner. And so I started to try to put a kibosh on that. And in like the early afternoon, when we were starting to get closer to dinner time hours, I would just say, no, you can't eat anything unless it's a fruit or a vegetable. Or I would mainly just say, just keep waiting for dinner. And so while they were waiting and apparently pretty hungry, Kate would go out in the garden. And this must have been wintertime because we didn't have a whole lot of things growing in the garden in California in the winter, except for that there were almost always onions. So he would go out and just pick and eat onions. And this kid was so little. He was like one or two years old pounding these onions. And he just developed such adult taste buds from that experience. They would just go out there and pick the tomatoes or the cucumbers or whatever they could find out there when they were hungry. Because <laughs> obviously I wasn't doing maybe what I should have been doing, feeding them in the house. But they became so resourceful and they really weren't picky about having those things. Okay, so this is to the point where Cade 
would ask to have onions in his lunch as his vegetable at school, like slices of a red onion or something. So, and he did that for years and I felt so bad that he was going to be like the stinky breath kid in the class, but he loved those onions. And that has worked all through our kids, even kids that have been pickier than others. We've been able to somehow get them over some of those picky tastes and feelings by having this garden because they'll just go out and and try some of the produce. It's really awesome. Um, another thing that they love to eat out of the garden, which I don't, I'm actually myself not that crazy about, but we have a rhubarb plant and they love to go out and of course not eating the leaves because those are poisonous, but they love to go out there and just chew on those stalks and they just think it's wonderful and fun to be able to just go outside and chew on some rhubarb. So it really is kind of a crack up. Um, another reason I love gardening with the kids is it saves me trips to the store. So if, if I'm making something for dinner and I know, I know I keep saying tomatoes, but we really, we love our tomatoes in our garden. But if we have a bunch of tomatoes and cucumbers or we've got lettuce out there, then I easily have a vegetable for dinner and I can usually grab something out of a box or out of a can or out of the freezer if, you know, I don't have a lot of fresh meat or other fresh things in the house. So it's awesome that way because then I'm not going and impulse buying things quite as often. Another awesome thing about having a garden is that you can preserve it for later. One of my favorite things when we lived in California was buying the strawberries off the side of the road that were so super ripe and we would make a ton of jam and syrups and just freeze a bunch for smoothies and it was, they, everything was just so delicious. So it's the same way if you've got fruit trees or if you've got tomatoes that you want to can for spaghetti sauce or salsa or just for just as tomatoes or maybe you have an apple tree you can make applesauce or we did that a ton when I was a kid we had apple trees so many apples and we would make applesauce and we would make apple slices bottled up and it was just so awesome to have that fresh applesauce just whenever you wanted it it was really great another awesome thing about having a garden is it's a gathering place it's, it's really fun when something new is on a plant, like the first green beans of the season or the first peas. It's like this grand announcement. The peas are ready. And then everyone will run out there and we'll all be eating our peas. Or we had strawberry, a strawberry ready. And my husband brought it in and we're all eating like a quarter of this little teeny tiny strawberry. But it does, it brings us together and it's really fun to talk about. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about is just that it gets your hands in nature. It's so awesome for that. It teaches them not only about the plants, but also about the different bugs or different wildlife that will be part of your garden. Trying to keep the rabbits out or trying to keep the caterpillars out. I, the kids are experts at finding caterpillars and getting them out of the garden. And it, it becomes even kind of a monetary thing where my husband will pay them a nickel for every squash bug they squish or tomato hornworm they fetch out of the garden so it becomes like this little hunt so I hope that these have been good little tips and it maybe it gives you some ideas of some ways that you can share your gardens with your kids if you ever have any questions about gardening and what we've done shoot me an email about that that's something else we can talk about when you reach out we've just built these um, plots out in the backyard 
they're made of wood and then because we're in Texas and our soil is horrible here we've had to purchase our dirt so that was a little bit expensive getting some really nice garden soil and mixing with peat moss and manure and some different miracle grow and different stuff like that but it really has been awesome for our family and I hope that this inspires you to do a little gardening yourself even if it's just a little bit of herbs. I do herbs in my front yard and cook with them all the time and I love just having cilantro and basil and rosemary for my chicken or whatever it is or mint. I love having mint ready in the summer and putting that on our melons and our I have this really yummy watermelon mint salad that's awesome. I'll link it up in the show notes. It's so good. So, um, but before we leave today, I wanted to jump in so you can hear this little segment that we did with Lindy Shock from Enoch Studies. This is our little scripture segment, so our little spiritual segment for the week. Um, you heard here on our intro that we're not only trying to share things about food and family life and travel with Helping of Happiness, but we are doing such, we're just really trying in our home to get a little bit closer to Christ little by little and teaching our kids that. And so thought it would be fun to add a little segment on here with Lindy because she is so good at doing this and maybe give us all a little bit of light. Here's my twist on the come follow me uh, topic, prepare for God's law. And The angle that I came at it was if you understand and you love God's law, then you, that's how you prepare for it. Right. So as you understand why the law is there, I'm a why person. And then you, and then you love why it's there, then it's easier to be prepared for more, for more, which um, is kind of the, the idea of prepare for God's law. The people, the early saints were given step-by-step things to do to prepare them for the next law to prepare them for the next step to you know and so they gained their their knowledge and their um the doctrine the same way that anybody would line upon line precept on precept as they were ready and prepared um and so for us too and i just remember on my mission it was in the gospel principles class, which is uh, the class that new members sit in and, and kind of learn the basics of the gospel. And I had the like, oh, I already know this kind of a <laughs> attitude. <laughs> and so I just said a little prayer that that I would learn something because the topic was quite elementary, I thought. And it was being taught by by somebody who in my young mind didn't know as much as me because you know when I <laughs> 21 I knew everything of course you did of course you did <laughs> so I was sitting there and learning about Adam and Eve and the thought came to me they were talking about the the two commandments that seem conflicting multiply and replenish but don't eat the fruit and you can't multiply and replenish unless you eat the fruit and I just thought that why why and it wasn't anything that was said in the lesson. It was something that the spirit spoke to my heart. And it said, because God will never give a, a commandment that will bring sadness and death. His commandments are only for our benefit, for our happiness, for our salvation. And, and it was just like this huge light bulb and this huge life-changing experience for me because then I look at the commandments and I go, okay, why? How is this for my happiness? How is this for my salvation? 
and it totally changed the way that I saw the commandments. I think that we grow up with rules and restrictions and commandments and these things that seem to take away our freedoms and limit us. And I am totally that person. I, my mom and I conflicted in my teenage years because she had so many restrictions on me. I'm like, if you would just trust me, <laughs> you know, I, was I know like, doesn't every teenager say that? <laughs> trust me, trust me. Yeah, if you would <laughs> Give just... me a reason to trust you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I felt restricted and I, I didn't want, anyway, I didn't like a curfew and all of these things that I didn't understand the purpose behind the rules. And when I found out the purpose behind God's law, behind God's commandments, that this sole purpose is for my benefit. This is, he's not trying to restrict us or take away our freedoms or all of them, all of them. God cannot and will not give a commandment that will bring sadness and death. And it, and it showed in the Garden of Eden. He, he would not and could not give him a commandment to... to eat of the fruit when the the byproduct of that was that they would have trials tribulations and eventually death that to me is the is that's it like that's the pinnacle for me on this lesson is how do we prepare for god's law know that his law is for you and it's only for your benefit i love that i love that so let's get into some of the ways that we're teaching our kids about this, because I love you have these fun little activities for both the kids and the youth. Should we start with the kids first? Sure. Okay. Yeah. This is a, a little throwback for mom too, <laughs> because I put in uh, house rules. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yes. So they just have a little maze kind of thing that um, has what the house rule is and also what the commandment is, and then it leads to being clean, safe, and happy, which is kind of the three things that I narrowed most of the commandments and rules down to. Why do we have them? To be clean, safe, and happy. So then I just, they have these, the little maze that they can go from the, the house rule of eat in the kitchen. How does that, where does that go? Is it clean, safe, or happy? Um, be kind to your siblings, hold mom's hand when you're crossing the road, um, and then the commandments, the examples that I have is don't drink or smoke, repent and be grateful. And, and where do those, are those for clean, safe or happy? And then they just have a little maze that kind of. And I love it. They have like these little winding, almost like these little twisty needle. rope arrow <laughs> things where, you know, they can kind of follow the little arrow or they can even use it with their little crayon or their pencil and then trace where it's going to land them. So yeah. like the eat in the kitchen would, it winds around, but eventually it, it ends up at the clean one, you know, so they can stay clean, you know, or holding mom's hand is going to wind around to the safe section, yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, it's very fun. It also teaches some of those, um, motor skills and eye uh, concentration skills and things like that. Yeah. yeah, my kids love this kind of stuff. They're going to love this one so much. Yeah. Nice. So good. Yeah, that one's a fun one. Well, and I like it too, because I like that you can have this so you can explain the lesson a little bit. And then the little ones can kind of be doing the, I mean, especially in my family where I have the older kids and the little kids. So it's great to have something that my little ones can be doing while we get a little bit deeper with the big kids. And I still want my little kids there because I know they soak up things that I don't even realize. Yeah. So, but they can just be kind of doing their tracing and their coloring. And then we can get into a little deeper with 
the big kids. So let's talk about those teens a little bit. Yes, because I am a Y person, this activity, <laughs> which is perfect for those teens. Yes. And a lot yeah. of everybody, I mean, we're all can be Y people all through our lives, but I feel like yeah. this is applied in our home even more the older that the kids get. Yeah, um, for sure. This is a good activity actually for adults too, just to kind of, we have um, what I will refer to as the Sunday school answer, right? Why do we keep the Sabbath day holy? Because, uh, you know, like, <laughs> so our first why is to have a day to take the sacrament and worship God. And then, so this activity is to push like the next step, but why? So I, I kind of relate it to the kid who, but why? <laughs> says, but why? But why? <laughs> why? Why? You know, and you give an answer and they say, why? And you give an answer and they say, why? Until you have no more answers left. You know, you got to the, um, to the root of the why. And this is what this activity is teaching is get to the root of the why. Get to where you can see that it's for your benefit, that this, this commandment is not um, to restrict or to, um, you know, God's not practicing unrighteous dominion over you by trying to force you to do this, how to get down to the, the root why. So just as an example, I, on the page, I did a couple of examples. One was keep the Sabbath day holy, and it's to have a day to take the sacrament and worship God, but why? To have a day that is different from the rest of the week, but why? To have a day when you don't need to think of the things of the world, but why? To rest and be rejuvenated mentally, physically, and spiritually, but why? to remember our eternal goals, repent and recommit, but why to progress and be happy. I love that. So, so, I mean, and everybody's, but why is going to be different. You know, that's not, that's my, but why, but why on the Sabbath day. And so then the same thing in the, I have the, the do's on one side and the don'ts on the other side. So the other side don't smoke or drink alcohol. And it starts with, but why, but then it says, then what? So you're following like, if I do this, then what happens instead of the why of, anyway, it's- You're it's, looking more at your consequences of correct. kind of the road of consequence. Yeah. Like what would happen if you did this? Um, and so, so that, and, and of course my example is, is my example, right? <laughs> it is a little- and I'll read it to you because it is a little bit um, ridiculous. I'm, I, I'll be honest, but this is my <laughs> but why. This is my but why on why not to drink or smoke. Um, but why it can create an addiction and it's not good for my body. Then what? Then what? As in if I drink or smoke, then what? It could lead to other drugs and addictions. Then what? I could spend all my money on addictions. Then what? I would lie, cheat, and steal for my addictions. Then what? I would no longer be in control. Um, then what? I would be in bondage to my addiction, creating a dependency that would control my choices. Um, and that's, that's my, why not start this? Why is this in place? What could happen if I went down that road? Um, so I that's, think it's so good to teach our kids to look at long-term from little choices too. I think that's great for that. Yeah. Yeah, and to look at not just this choice that's in front of us right now, but what does that lead to? Mm -hmm. And for me to, to not be able to have control, I mean, I have my little chocolate addictions, you know, but even that, or if I have a game on my phone, it, to me, it's any addiction. If there's a game on my phone that I 
have to play every day and I can't go to sleep until I get on my phone and play it, I will delete it from my phone. Like just the idea of addiction, it's not drinking or smoking. The drinking and smoking is a highly addictive thing, but the commandment is there because of, of addiction to have control and to be able to make choices without having these pulls, you know, and these, these things that are, are controlling your choices. And so for me, the, it's the addiction. Um, why don't I do this? And, and even chocolate, like I <laughs> am working on weaning off the chocolate. It was a good addiction when I it, it got us through for a while, but it's yes. being a little too yes. dependent. It, it was a great help when I needed it, and now I don't need it anymore, and so I, I need to get rid of the addiction. But but it can be Diet Coke. It could be any of these things that you're dependent on. Anyway, I mean, that's off of the topic of God's law, but the, that's that's kind of how I get to, like, the but why, and, and then what's is, is, why is this law for me? So that's God's law and, and learning to prepare for God's law. Learn why it's there and, and how it applies for you. Love it. Alrighty. So if you've enjoyed this lesson and you want to do this lesson with your family, we are linking up to this in the show notes. You just got to go to enixstudies.com and don't forget to use our coupon code so you can get 30% off. That's happy 30 exclamation point, H-A-P-P-Y 30 exclamation point for you to get 30% off anything in the Enix Studies shop. So don't forget, email me, reach out to me on social media, rate and review the podcast, whatever you need to do. Remember, I really, 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 really want to hear from you. Please reach out. It would mean the world to me so much. 